Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host, Drew Taddy. All right, today I'm bringing you another interview. This is going to be with Will Kahada. Now, he doesn't actually have a title that he likes to use, but you're going to find out quickly. Will is uh, certainly has the experience and knowledge to help you improve your lifestyle in the fitness realm. Will has a, a pretty cool story about how he started his business in his sister's garage. I think that's super cool. And then how he started his athletic career in uh, just watching and kind of shadow boxing, watching boxing with his dad. So he made it all the way up to the National Muay Thai Kickboxing Champion and represented Canada in Russia, which is incredible. We didn't get into that too much detail, which I wanted to, but <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know how depth, in-depth I should get, and I wanted to cover some more topics. Just a quick note from uh, one of our sponsors, Complete Truth Protein. It's a whole food, vegan, raw supplement. It's free of gluten, dairy, soy, and GMOs, and it's mainly used for a protein supplement. So you can throw it in shakes or smoothies. And then a lot of people use it for a gluten-free flour. It's perfect. It, it rises nicely and it's not one of your conventional flours that don't work. So exclusively for Exploring Mind and Body listeners, you can order online at completetruthprotein.com slash shop. So just enter in the code word EMB for Exploring Mind and Body for any two-pound bag you get 15% off. If you're local and in the Red Deer area, Absolute Fitness, owned by Will himself, is carrying Complete Truth Protein as well. So they have uh, other stuff in there. They have a, a little shop there with other supplements and products. So And they're, they're clean. They're clean products. They're not your conventional nonsense you shouldn't be consuming. So if you're local in the area, check out the gym and uh, support local. Here comes the show coming up on... This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. You heard all about Will in the intro, so let's get him on air. Welcome to the show, Will. Hey, thanks for having me, Drew. Will, the first time you and I kind of met, or I came up to your gym in Red Deer, and that's going to be absolute fitness. You guys have been running that for about three years now, four years? Yeah, we just turned four August 5th, so... Congratulations. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. Gym's fantastic. I talked about it in a couple of shows ago, but uh, it was pretty cool, like, you if I had a gym, I don't have a gym, but if I had a gym, it would be very similar to yours. Like you guys believe in a lot of full body, full body weight exercise and you don't have those, those old yeah. school machines that just take up space in a gym. Right. Yeah, we did at one point, like we had a ton of machines and, uh, you know, as our business kept evolving and we kept evolving as trainers, we kind of decided to get rid of all that stuff and go more the route that we were comfortable with, which is like body weight and movement and all that kind of stuff. Before we get into too much detail, I want to talk about you. I want to give our listeners a chance to resonate with you and you know, where you came from and how you got into the industry. So would you mind giving us a brief background of you know about yourself? Yeah, for sure. I started off, I've been kind of on and off at the gym since I was about 12 years old. I was always kind of big into boxing there. My dad was a big boxing fan, so he'd watch boxing every Friday night, Saturday night. So I'd kind of hang out with him, watch it. And uh, every time I watched it, I was so amazed with like all the boxers' physiques and how, how they could perform and how they looked and everything. So since uh, I was uh, a young guy there, I was always after that fighter or athletic kind of physique there. 
I didn't like growing up here. Uh, my parents are immigrants, so they didn't have a ton of money to put us into sports or put us into martial arts and all that kind of stuff. So I kind of just wished for it and you know did what I could on my own at home, kind of <laughs> shadow boxing in front of the mirrors without <laughs> any idea or any clue on how to throw a proper punch. But uh, I'd watch the fights and kind of go off on my own and do my own thing. But uh, fast forward to like 2005, I believe. I was about uh, 18 and uh, finally decided to take the, the jump and went in and checked out a kickboxing club here in town. Um, you know, I didn't have any intentions to really compete. I just wanted to get in shape and keep up with my, my health and fitness there. Um, three months into training with uh, the seven stars there, I decided to jump into a tournament. Jumped into a tournament. It was such a rush, such an adrenaline rush, like such a thrill. Um, I fell in love with it right there and kept competing, competing, competing right after that. Um, so martial arts is kind of how I really got into the fitness world. Like I credit martial arts for a lot of stuff I'm capable and able to do right now. So after the martial arts, like we we had a, little, a few tournaments. The tournaments were about two two rounds a minute apiece, so it wasn't too exhausting. But after about a year into the martial arts, there kickboxing, Muay Thai, um, I got into my first ring fight, which was three two minute rounds with one minute breaks in between. And uh, I was so used to these short little little rounds, eh? So when I got into that first ring fight, geez, I went, and I I went hard for that first round, like two minutes, I was trying to knock this guy's head off. <laughs> so I was giving her hard, hard, hard. Uh, after that first round, I think it was uh, my opponent's first fight or second fight as well, so but at the end of that first round, we were both just exhausted. Like, technique was out the window, defense was out the window. <laughs> Uh, must have looked hilarious. But uh, <laughs> after that, I knew I needed to do something else to help my Muay Thai, to, uh, better be, to be better conditioned, um, to help with the strength and all that stuff. I knew I needed more experience in the ring as well. But there was other things that I could do to, uh, to better my, my sport, you know. So uh, that led me to CrossFit. And there, had, uh, there was a gym that had just opened up in town, um, here fitness uh, by one of the UFC fighters here so it was a huge hit you know everyone was over there so I decided to check it out and CrossFit was still very very new at that time like this was probably 2006 2007 uh, and I loved it it was intense it was fast paced lots of body weight a little bit of barbell stuff um, yeah, it was great, and I found that helped my martial arts, and that took my fitness really to the next level. What's the gap between you watching boxing on TV and kind of messing around in front of a mirror and then getting into martial arts? You know, I always kind of wanted to jump into the martial arts or boxing at that point, but we just, my parents financially didn't have the money to, to help us out there. Um, and when I got a job at like 16, I was, you know, I wanted a, a car and I wanted to get out of the house, you know. <laughs> so by the time I was like 18, just out of high school and had some more time to myself, I decided then was the time to do it. You know, take care of myself. I was not in the greatest shape. So, yeah, I found uh, 
martial arts to be uh, a point to get into like fitness and to just change my body at that point. So then you found out that you loved it so much that you wanted to have your own gym. How did that? How did that? How did that come up? All right. So yeah, you know, I did the the whole CrossFit thing. Um, there was a little bit of kettlebells involved with CrossFit. And whenever we had to do any swings or snatches or anything with the kettlebells, it would just exhaust me. Like, I was pretty good all around the board. My deadlifts were okay, squats were okay, uh, endurance was okay. But when it came to kettlebells, like, uh, it was just a different animal. So I kind of started looking more into the kettlebell world and more into what kettlebells had to offer. And everywhere, everywhere that it looked, online, in the books and everything, um, everyone who was like affiliated with the kettlebells or trained with kettlebells always kind of went back to how it would transfer over to martial arts and how this was, how kettlebell training was the martial arts of strength training. Um, so it's very, you know, you have to be very aware of your body whenever you're doing anything with the kettlebell. Um, it's full body, whether it be a swing, a snatch, clean, or anything. So I kind of fell in love with the kettlebell coming out of CrossFit, and there was no really kettlebell place here in town. So that kind of led me to kind of start teaching my buddies. I went and got certified, and then I started uh, teaching my buddies out of my sister's garage. And uh, the garage got so busy, we got noise complaints and everything, that uh, I kind of decided to take the next step and uh, open up a business and kind of make it legit. <laughs> That's awesome, starting out yeah. in your sister's garage. Yeah, it was really cool. Like my buddies were coming in, and then her buddies started coming, and then the word got out, and had the cops come over one night. And <laughs> what were you guys doing? <laughs> what are you guys doing in there? <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Why's the music so loud?" No, but he was he was very understanding. He's, he liked what uh what I was trying to do there, and uh, told me to keep it up, but uh, to keep the music down. <laughs> nice. So let's take a quick commercial break. When we come back, I want to talk about how you eventually became a national Muay Thai kickboxing champion. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, stay right there, listeners. We'll be coming right back with Will Kahada, and uh, we're talking all about fitness in a different kind of way. Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Taddea, brought to you in part by DNALifeCoaching.com. You know what to do in order to reach your goals. You just don't do it yourself. Why are your dreams and wishes always waiting on the back burner? Don't just be, be your best. Contact Natalie today at DNALifeCoaching.com. Welcome back to Exploring Mind and Body. We have Will Kahada on the line, and he has a very interesting story that he just talked about, so you might want to uh, rewind if you missed that. But uh, we're talking to Will. Uh, he started He started out just by watching boxing you know, with his dad on TV. Actually, Will, I watched Friday Night Boxing too when I was growing up. But um, <laughs> right on. So I want to hear about your story. Like You started out just by watching it, and then you said you didn't really get into it too much. It was quite expensive and uh, you couldn't really afford to take classes. It's fantastic. You made it all the way up to some kind of kickboxing champion, and I don't know a whole lot about that, and I'm certainly interested in finding out. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I'm, like, competitive by nature, so for me, as soon as I got into learning technique and all that stuff, the discipline that came with it, I just fell in love with it and just kept going with it. Um, yeah, starting off, I had a little bit of a rough time. Uh, I wasn't, like, a natural gifted kickboxer, um, I had some, like, I had some success in the tournaments that were two one-minute rounds or whatever, 
But once we got into the ring and it was more of an endurance factor and, you know, just keeping composure when you're exhausted, that's kind of what, what got me. So starting off, I had a kind of a terrible record. <laughs> I, uh, my first five or, yeah, my first six fights, I, was, I got to a point where I was two wins, four losses. Uh, very close losses, you know, split decision. It's not like I got my butt kicked too bad, <laughs> but um, it was the endurance factor that was holding me back and uh, not putting my all into my training camps. So after I was two and five, two and four, sorry, I decided to uh, to you know really dedicate myself to the sport, uh, dedicate myself to training camps. Uh, at this time, I was probably about nineteen or twenty, so. I don't know how you were when you were 19 or 20, but, you know, there's lots of parties and all that kind of stuff going on. So that made it that much more difficult for me. Um, But once I kind of sat down and really focused on my goals and prioritized everything, um, I went on a nice, like, 11-fight win streak. And, uh, yeah, I went off to uh, Thailand, had a training-cation there. Yeah, I went and trained uh, at Tiger Muay Thai for six weeks came back and fought for nationals the first time in 2009. Um, ended up having two fights in one day, so that's three two-minute rounds, probably about two to three hours apart. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, ended up taking the gold in that division. At that time, it was uh, we were the B division because we had under 10 fights. Um, and then my next time at the national tournament there was in 2012, where I had uh, my record going in, I believe, was 10 and 4. Had, again, two fights in one day. Ended up fighting a guy who stepped up real short notice from the East Coast, from Quebec. And uh, another kind of big name in Muay Thai uh, from Vancouver area. And, uh, geez, let me tell you, I searched him online and uh, on YouTube and everything. And everything I found was, okay, he's good. Um, but I didn't look into like the Thai websites where he had built a, a, a name over in Thailand. <laughs> so yeah, I had no idea until after I fought him and after I beat him that he was this killer. And you know, everyone, a lot of guys were kind of scared to uh, to face him. And yeah, it was it was great. It's probably better that you didn't do that research, before. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was uh, it was great, you know. Twenty twelve, um, won that tournament, and then I had the I won the right to go represent Canada in uh, the world tournament, which was in Saint Petersburg, Russia. Wow! Prioritizing my goals and everything, and just discipline to training and to my nutrition and everything, That's, not giving up. I'd like to hear more details about that, but that might be for selfish reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a lot uh, similarities in uh, nutrition why don't you share with our listeners you know where that came from and why you don't believe in quite conventional supplements or food or however you want to categorize that right yeah so like starting off early in my fighting career there um i was 
kind of most of uh, my training partners and my team members were all kind of bodybuilder-ish, kind of chicken and rice all the time and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it, it worked okay for me. Um, I wasn't getting leaner. I wasn't, my performance wasn't getting that much better. Um, I worked and played around with it for a few years, probably two or three years, because that was the norm. You know, you'd read a, a magazine or you'd ask any trainer here in town and chicken and rice, chicken and rice. Yeah. Right. Um, once they got into the CrossFit stuff, then they started dropping the paleo word there. So paleo was slowly coming up around that time, and I looked into paleo, um, and I really liked it because I'm a big <laughs> meat fan. So I like chicken, I like meat, bacon, all that stuff. So it worked out to be fairly, fairly good for me. So I went kind of uh, semi paleo. I still had my beans and a little bit of rice. You know, my, coming from that Spanish background, beans, excellent. <laughs> it's a staple. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So it was. It went from a paleo to more of a whole food kind of anything earth growing. You know, paleo is good and everything. It just had some. They were really strict on their on their rules there, like the no potatoes, the no beans, the no lentils, um, and. You know, when I eat that kind of stuff, my body doesn't react so bad as as other people. You know, I've been eating that stuff since I was a, a young guy. Yeah, I'd imagine you touch on nutrition at least a little bit. What do you tell your clients that you work with? How do you recommend nutrition to them? So what I recommend is usually I get a, a feel for how they're eating already. I ask them what their nutrition is like. Um, but for the most part, it would be I like the paleo kind of diet. Um, I think that works. And if you're having troubles uh, if you're making the bodybuilder transition to like an earth growing kind of nutrition or diet plan there. Paleo is like, I would say the step in, the, in between there, you know, because it's high meats, it's lots of fruits, veggies, nuts, seeds, um, minus a few vegetables. But yeah, we're kind of paleo, earth growing, whole food kind of diet plan here. So not necessarily vegan or vegetarian, but earth grow and anything that comes from the earth that you can grow or kill, that's what you should be eating. Yeah, I like how you, you like I like how you categorize that. You don't like, label it. You just if it's grown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. There's so much uh, nonsense out there, like around health and nutrition, that most people don't know where to start. So if you can come up with something simple and easy for people to understand, then they're gonna be more prone to follow it than not. So what's going on at the gym? So you guys are up here in Red Deer. We are a local station. We're also on iTunes as well for a lot of our podcast listeners. Um, for those that are local, you guys have all kinds of stuff going on often at the gym. What's going on up there? Yeah. Yeah, so we have a ton of group classes here. Like uh, our bread and butter, the way we started off was with our kettlebell classes. And we've just kind of expanded on top of that. Uh, we have kettlebells kind of all throughout the week. Uh, we also have a strength camp class, which is a class dedicated to heavy lifting with the barbell. Um, we also offer cardio kickboxing, so it's light contact. Um, slowly making the transition into an actual kickboxing Muay Thai class. So if anyone's interested in that, we have uh, a really uh, high-level coach teaching that, black belt in karate, and has trained in Thailand for about three-plus years doing the Muay Thai kickboxing. Um, we also offer boot camps. Um, 
half hour kind of kick your butt type boot camps. We offer personal training and we have a few new classes that are opening up here as well. Uh, we have a recovery class opening up, which is like foam rolling, uh, lacrosse ball stuff, lots of stretching, hip opening stuff. I like that roller, that foam roller class. I, um, I take breaks from my classes, but I haven't had any kind of recovery class. That's pretty Oh, cool. really? Yeah, we kind of introduced it probably about six weeks or six months ago, sorry. And uh, we just did it every end of the month. We would dedicate two or three classes to the recovery. And uh, people were loving it. You know, it sucks because it hurts. <laughs> but you feel a lot better the next day or the day after. Um yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah, it saves you a trip or, or two from going to like the massage therapist or physiotherapist. So, you know, it's maintenance work. Yeah. So opening that up, uh, we also have a calisthenics class opening up. I'm a big, big believer in the calisthenics training. Um, that's been kind of my program for the last couple of years. Give our lots, listeners a brief overview of that. Yeah, lots of uh, body weight stuff. So I'm um, working my way towards a one-arm push-up, a one-arm pull-up, one-arm handstand push-up, um, one-legged squat, and uh, the bridge or the wheel, and working some hanging leg raises uh, in addition to, like, my muscle-ups, flags, um, all that calisthenic or body weight stuff there. So if you've ever checked out, like, Bar Stars online or the Baraholics or whatever they're called there, yeah. you do a lot of... Uh, crazy stuff on the bar and we're slowly opening up a class dedicated to getting people up on the bar um showing them that there's a different way there's more than one way to to fitness you know uh i find with the calisthenics i lean out a lot quicker and i still keep my strength up like i haven't lifted in a long time and my deadlift is still around where my one rep max usually is. Yeah, I love that stuff. I've I've checked out those guys online too, and I just uh, I told my listeners not too long ago that uh, about my trip to to LA. I was, I was staying at the beach and in yeah. Santa Monica, they have all these. They have rings and ropes and just bars, and there's it was crazy. There's so many people doing so many different things. It was like there's so many different things to get in shape. Just pick one. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, Santa Monica is a, a huge place for the calisthenics community. Yeah. Uh, they'll just go off there and like do some hand balancing and help each other out. Like there's that calisthenic community is growing, you know, day by day. It's worldwide, all over the place. They yeah. have like uh, these bar competitions to see who can who has the better routine on top of the bar and hand balancing stuff. And yeah, it's just it's crazy. But it, I really like the way that the fitness is going in that in that way are you taking people for training can they catch you online i know you're on social media i follow you in a different number of different places why don't you let our listeners know where they can reach you yeah for sure so our gym is located in downtown red deer we're in the park plaza it used to be famous players movie theater um you can also find us online our website to the facilities absolute fitness we're also on Instagram, Absolute Fitness RD, Facebook, Absolute Fitness Red Deer, um, Twitter, Kettlebells RD, and uh, we're always looking to. Uh, we're always taking on new clients. Our trainers, we have training meetings like all the time, so making sure all our trainers are up to date on the on top of their training as well on the progressions, how to make it harder, how to make it, how to progress up the ladder without making it impossible. You know. 
Yeah, I like what I like what you guys are doing there, um, and I think it's important for trainers to you know have have trainer meetings and work together, and for everyone to get along. You guys have a nice atmosphere when you walk into the gym. It's certainly not one of your conventional grunting <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind yeah, of gyms. Sure. Thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate you coming on the show and offering some value to our listeners. So keep doing what you guys are doing up there and uh, we'll have you on at a later date to talk about another subject. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me, Drew. Exploring mind and body with True Form's True Tadia would not be possible without the help from the following sponsors. AG Foods in Didsbury, Health Street in the Cornerstone Shopping Center Olds, and Shoppers Drug Mart, working together to help build a healthier tomorrow. For more information on True Form Life, True Tadia, or to find out how you can become a sponsor, visit exploringmindandbody.com. All right, so that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Just want to thank Will for coming on the show. He definitely has a lot going on. I know he's a busy guy running a gym. <laughs> I, I don't even know how you know how much time and effort that would take. But uh, they have a pretty cool gym if you're in the Red Deer area. I said in the interview, if I was... If I ran a gym, it would be very similar without those machines that just take up space and mostly body weight. I haven't gotten to the kettlebell scene just yet, but I'm just experimenting. But anyways, Will's a top instructor in that in kettlebells if you're in the area and uh, they have a cool gym atmosphere. It's certainly not like your conventional gyms that most people don't even want to be in. Um, but that so that's anyways that's Absolute Fitness CA. I think I'm going to put a uh, show. I'm going to put his link in the show notes. So you can check that out at exploringmindandbody.com. Um, alternatively, online, I'm offering lifestyle coaching. So not, it's not any different than what I do on a regular basis from looking at your habits and environment, nutrition, and fitness. It's the whole package. I'm doing that through Skype, email, and phone. So if you're interested in that, you can check out trueformlife.com. It's a different website than exploringmindandbody.com. So anyways, that's it. I just want to thank you for your time, for your downloads. Uh, we just passed another milestone. It's been crazy. Thank you so much. Emails are coming in. I'm getting Facebook messages. Thank you so much for your support. I'm so grateful to have you know fans and people listening to what I'm saying and what, what I'm trying to bring to you. I want to thank Jameson Brown for my production. And uh, that's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia. In health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com. Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia would not be possible without the help of GDK Gravel and Sand. GDK Gravel and Sand, now offering all products in half and one yard bags. Give them a call today for more information. 1-877-335-2091.